0: what's up everybody and welcome to boardrooms out of office podcast today is wednesday march 16th and with me as always literally always my right hand man mr gianni harrell
1: what's up what's up bro
0: so we flew back from south by southwest last night we landed at around three in the morning but let's talk about those first 30 minutes of the flight before we even start this combo. Lightning on either side of planes, scary shit, right? It was.
1: I, I don't know if anybody else has ever experienced this, but when the plane is just like trying as fast as it can to get as high as it can, it's the craziest experience.
0: Yeah. It was a lot. It was too much visibility into the lightning. I could not stop watching it, as you saw. I was like mesmerized and petrified at the same exact time but we got home safely a successful one day stint at south by um did a weed maps panel with the ceo of weed maps chris beals and ricky williams university of texas his own ricky williams man he he him and i definitely Spent a good portion of that panel disagreeing with one another, but like respectfully disagreeing with one another. He's an incredibly insightful um, man. And and somebody, you know, if you don't know, he played football for University of Texas. Uh, he was drafted by the New Orleans Saints. They gave, off, gave up some like godly amount of picks to get him. And then he ultimately went to play for the Dolphins. He was really incredible. When he was healthy, he was incredible. But he stopped playing. He basically chose smoking weed over playing football and has been very public about it and has now built an incredible business in and around cannabis. And we were debating ways we could work together, but also just talking a lot about how ultimately the stigma, the conversation, some of the rules and legislation around cannabis can be kicked down. And, you know, he was really bullish on athletes speaking out and athletes using their platform and telling their story. And, obviously i'm for that as well that's the backbone of what we do and we talk a great deal about the cannabis business and we have partnerships in it and kevin as you know isn't scared to talk about it but ultimately there is still a federal legislation there is still a lot of um stereotyping around cannabis and its use and you're not going to see players openly promoting a product and and shooting commercials to push a product or driving a product as a part of their life until that stigma is completely removed. And that's what I was trying to say to Ricky. But overall, good conversation. Was that the first time you ever heard Ricky Williams speak?
1: Yes, for sure. It was definitely my first encounter with Ricky Williams.
0: Did you even know who he was? No. For real?
1: I am not as big of a football aficionado as you are.
0: Yeah. But he also, like, when we were younger, he was just... He was just dope. Um, He was really an incredible player. And um, he said he didn't really smoke. He was so against weed growing up. And it wasn't until his senior year. And he even told us that his football coach from when he was at Texas has even come back now and said to him, look, I'm sorry. Like, I wish I understood the benefits for you. And, you know, I think one of the big things we spoke about, putting aside all the kind of scientific evidence. Because one thing I learned yesterday was pretty cool was that there isn't scientific evidence. There really isn't work that showed okay this is incredible for your muscles it's incredible for sleep for arthritis um, but what I do think we know from opinion right is just that it is when used responsibly an incredible escape mentally and physically and I think that's what Ricky really harped on and we both agreed on that but it was cool just to be able to have an open combo like that two years ago I couldn't have sat on a panel and talked about cannabis and weed in the way that we did yesterday and even that alone is starting to normalize the conversation so i thought that was cool is that your first time in austin texas
1: yeah it was i mean austin was definitely a cool city definitely seemed very cosmopolitan very metropolitan a lot of people walking around the street a lot of young people walking around the street not sure it's because of south by because that's how austin is but definitely seemed like a dope dope city
0: yeah i mean it's definitely because of south by south by is like three weeks Music, film, tech and innovation. I don't know in which order. And then UT is there. So that has that college feel. But the city is incredible. And, you know, like that lunch we had with that dude that had moved from L.A. to Austin. I think a lot of people from tech and a lot of people in general, for whatever reason, taxes, the new tech scene, it being an incredible place to live. um, You could tell there's just a lot happening in Austin. Um, And then KD went to UT. So I have... Instantly, when I started working with them, I've had this affinity to the school. Clearly, like the same way I do for St. John's, being in New York. So it felt good to be there. We didn't we didn't get a lot accomplished. One day trip, but we we, we handled our biz. We showed up, and that's what we're supposed to do. And we flew back in a full on lightning storm. And then, you know, Gianni, big credit to you, my man. Gianni texted me at like eight fifteen this morning, morning, and we landed at like two forty five. I was home at three. He probably wasn't home till three thirty. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what you call animal style.
1: <laughs> the hustle <laughs> don't stop.
0: The hustle don't stop. My man woke up crack at dawn. Morning to you. Um, what else popping? I saw you saw Carl Towns last night or two nights ago. I think he dropped 60. Oh, Big my cat. God. A lot of 50 and 60 spots. LeBron had two, which is just stupid. Kyrie had one. Sniper had one on Sunday versus the. Nick's at the Barclays, that was pretty insane. Had a little visitor by the name of Kyrie Irving in the building. That shit was incredible. It felt like when Frank Lucas walked into the boxing match in um American Gangster. You know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he did, man. He, he he walked in there. That jacket was incredible. I sat with him for a quarter. It's just time. And and listen, let's talk a little bit about what my man said about the mayor um, after the game and just a little bit of the backlash I saw Mike Wilbon go absolutely ham on KD but the truth is is what we don't do as a society and what we don't do in the media especially is separate one instance from everything else and what I mean by that is Mike Wilbon going ballistic about how Kyrie should have gotten the shot and the millions of people around the world that have lost family members and suffered, which is in the billions, all of which KD is clearly empathetic and sympathetic to. He's vaccinated. He obviously didn't want any of this situation. That being said, the case on Sunday was the case on Sunday and that shit looked crazy. The fact that Someone unvaccinated, unmasked, and sit in the arena and he can't play. And all Kevin was commenting on post a 53-point explosion when the sports media is asking him is just that. And anything more than that that people are responding to is ridiculous. Let's not give so much power to every statement to create such visceral when all KD was saying was this shit don't make sense. We got to figure it out. Not I don't care about everything and everyone in the world that got COVID or suffered, clearly. And not, I'm happy Kyrie didn't get vaccinated. None of that was spoken about. Everyone should have chilled. All Kevin said was, this seems a bit insane. And guess what? Everybody said that. Everybody, including Stephen A. Smith two days earlier. And then Michael Wilbon lost it. But Michael Wilbon is a stand-up, like, incredible journalist. He's not a gossip Columnist, he's a true journalist in every sense of the word, and it's a frustrating time for people in general. And I understand that he has emotions, but he knows KD. He knows that wasn't what that was about. So, but I, I do think it's time. Obviously, I, I think we're getting there. Playoffs around the corner. I just want, you know, I just want everybody at full strength. I just want everyone to be able to play at full strength.
1: Yep. Speaking of everybody playing at full strength,
0: big, big news in the NFL. What, Russell Wilson? No,
1: Tom Brady coming back.
0: Oh, yeah. The biggest news. By the way, funniest line, right? Yesterday, I got to pat myself on the back when I said this. We were on the way to the – I didn't get to say it because we didn't have a big turnout at the panel. I couldn't waste that joke on, like, 25 people. But me and Gianni have come to the conclusion that if Tom Brady – smoke weed he would never have returned a <laughs> 100% My man, it's right? like My...
1: two months of getting bossed around by Giselle he's like ah oh, I'm good I'm going get back to the field
0: or just yeah or just two months of being yeah exactly and in your right mind and he's like shit this is like it's too much it's, I got emotions running through me I'm competitiveness I'm doing way too many chores like,
1: <laughs> I'm doing a lot of yoga <laughs>
0: He probably didn't even really want to announce it. I'm making this guess right now, and I, I don't want to get in any trouble, but I bet you Adam Scheffler sh- screwed all that up. Um, he reported where his head was at, which doesn't mean that's where he was leaning towards announcing something. Who knows? I'm just speculating. But clearly I'm probably right because the man's back in two months. And guess what? I'm happy about it. <laughs> So's so everybody. Good. I know. My man never should have retired. Just play till it's over, bro. We'll all tell you when it feels like it's time like you're one of us you're the people's champ now we all everyone roots for tom brady now
1: i think it's fair at least for the fans i don't know about for the athlete but like just play until you suck
0: yeah play until you suck that's a that should be our um that's our new tagline let's do this pod until we suck
1: (laughs) never that impossible never
0: that never that well i was referring to russell wilson which i guess wasn't nearly as big a news as tom brady but the thing with russell wilson was that i feel like sometimes athletes have accomplished so much they, they they're in a certain place and then for some reason public opinion and your own team start to see you in a certain way as if your game had eroded or as if like you weren't the player you used to be and then when a player switches teams, especially to a competitive team like he's gonna have in Denver, then all of a sudden you're like, what were they talking about? Like, what were they even thinking? And I feel like Russell Wilson's about to have one of those seasons in Denver. And my man went to two Super Bowls early in his career. He's had an incredible run. But I feel like Denver always seems to stay competitive, stay in that like eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine planet, and then Every few years their defense gets really good, and now they got Russell Wilson, their quarterback, and they got some good young receivers. Um, my Giants, we still roll with Danny Dimes. I'm cool with it. I'm a big Danny Dimes guy. Um, but yeah, Brady's back. You think need Danny Dimes necess-
1: is the guy to get you over the hump?
0: I hope so. I think there's a lot of things we need to do to get over the hump. We're getting him an offensive line, which which we're in the middle of doing. We got a few players in free agency. Saquon would be healthy we need talent we need talent and and we'll see i bet we'll find another quarterback to push dimes a little bit but with a nickname like dimes you need another year you know what i mean yeah um let's talk let's talk um i don't even want to talk kanye kim and and uh i can't talk about that stuff i can't i almost said uh you know what too his name his new name but i I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about that. That's, that's, there's so many layers to that one. Let's not talk about it. Um, But I did watch the third episode of the doc. I remember we were raving about the doc. Very excited that uh, that Coody and and Chike were able to have the world see their work. We got our, our doc with them coming out this summer. Um, What else are you watching right now? Yo, you know what I started watching, which is pretty incredible? Uh, Winning Time.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, we watched this.
0: Incredible. Yeah, we watch that shit together. It's so okay.
1: it's so entertaining. I mean, Magic. I think is very well casted. The guy who plays Magic. It's it's great for Sunday.
0: It is. It's entertaining.
1: It's like HBO it's really knows how to fill like these light Sunday night spots, whether it be an Entourage or a Ballers, and now it's winning time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, Curtain like, enthusiasm. It, yeah. Total, yeah. All they have, they have a good dose of like light mixed in with like the Gilded Age heaviness. And even though Gilded Age isn't, was anyway. on
1: Sunday, that was pretty heavy.
0: Yeah, so it was Sopranos, so it was Boardwalk Empire, so it was Six Feet Under. That might have been on Showtime. Um, you remember when we had that call with uh HBO or Showtime once, and I was like, Before we start, I just want to tell you how incredible. Uh, the show is, and they were like, "Wow, well, that's on the other network." But Me- <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> nah, I forgot what show it was. Um, I think it's probably, if I'm not wrong, it's probably was. I think it was what show was that? I think it was. Man, I don't remember. Either way, I was on with like the head of Showtime and or ahead of HBO, one of the two, and I was like. Yo, first of all, congrats. That show you crushed it on whatever. And they're like, Yeah, that's on that's on HBO, not Showtime. So whatever. That happens. Um, what else? You watch it? Oh, then they're doing another Magic Doc. On oh, Apple. Yeah, on Apple. That shit. That shit looked incredible. I'll tell you, over the last ten years, I don't know if it's me, but it feels like everybody. It's locked in on docks. I have watched so many incredible docks in the last, like, maybe six years. When I first started going out to the Bay, KD and I locked in on docks, and now I'm, like, I'm a doc guy. Um, but Winning Time was the fun version of this magic Showtime Lakers story, and I feel like this magic Apple dock is just going to be, like, one of those docks. You know what I'm saying? Like, Defiant Ones or one of those joints.
1: Yeah, for sure
0: the fine ones was the shit just because Jimmy and Dre are like they they those dudes I just think they're the shit obviously um, what music you got on right now oh Donda 2 came out on the stem player tell me I didn't get to hear it yet
1: um, I've heard snippets on it online I, I can't I haven't heard the whole thing to give my full review of it so I'm gonna wait on that but it's definitely interesting definitely experimental I think you know <laughs> We're going to look back at some of his body's work and think it's ahead of its time. Some of it doesn't get the love and appreciate, uh, appreciation that his older stuff does, but that's what makes him an innovator.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and I and honestly, like we talked about as it related to the um, doc when we were listening back to like some of his raps just when he was sitting in the baseline studios and with Guru and, and, and Jay and all that, when he was just spitting, and I know at the time everyone was, Thought he sounded a little like, maybe he he was different. He was off. Like we were so used to a certain flow and a certain cadence, but to see his raps back then sounds so prolific. Now, like you said, we may not always we may not always get it on the first listen, or it ain't it when our ears aren't accustomed to it. So in time, it's gonna be like yo, Donda is off the chain. It's like last night we were driving to the airport. I was like, what what album is this song from again? You're like, Life of Pablo, man. Very slept on album. And it's like the same idea, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of times, like, just the news cycle or us as a society, we like to call out people for their faults instead of calling them out for their consistency.
0: Oh, yeah, you think? Yeah. We We just lean negative, period.
1: Like this KD stuff, like... It's all so hyper-targeted because he mentioned the mayor by name, but tomorrow, I mean, tonight when he plays Orlando and drops another 50, the headline tomorrow is Kevin drops 50 points. It's like-
0: Yeah. Yeah, welcome to blindness. life, life baby. Yeah, level, it is. But, but I will say though, to the point I made earlier, we gotta start separating certain things, like isolated incidents, like, Don't like that you called out the mayor, but I see where you're coming from. The rules does seem insane as a competitor with your man sitting on the side of the court when you're putting 53 points up, and you know that if your whole team's together, you guys have the best chance to win of anybody. There's emotion there. That doesn't take away from anything else. You know what I'm saying? I think that is like what you're saying. It's like, okay— we just want to go smack at the 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 negative angle but that's just the world we're in i mean it's like that guy at the end of the panel yesterday we did this panel on cannabis right we said earlier and the guy comes up he's like hey i'm from goodnews.com or something like what good news do you have to tell me and um you know remember i told him the good news is when this panel's over I'm, you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean we have to have like a dedicated human being that's like I'm going to report on some good news, you know, like shit's so fucked up that it would be it'd be cool if we had a a healthier dose of positivity in and around our our reporting than than like 24 hours a day of negativity, but it's also we're in unprecedented times. It's hard to think out of the last 2 years. Like you put on CNN, you're expecting to hear some wild ass breaking news at any point in the day, you know. There's just like no other programming whereas um, maybe two years ago, I wasn't paying any kind of attention. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I've learned more about politics and, and world politics and our, our financial system. I'm sure you have too in the last two, two and a half years and ever before. It's just been a different time. So the negativity is rampant. But people like you and I, eternal optimists, I call us. Stay positive. Enjoy life. I posted a um, I posted a little quote this morning on my story from... Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX, and he said, I just find myself happy with the simple things, appreciating the blessings God gave me. Simple, wasn't a bar, wasn't a DMX bar, but I'm the same way. Like, I be finding humor and everything, right? You're the same way. You got a good vibe, good energy. I saw on CNN the other day or on one of the news channels, they were interviewing this woman in Ukraine And she was explaining how bleak it was. I mean, real bleak. You know, like bleak that none of us can understand. Not Memphis bleak. Bleak, bleak, bleak. Dark times in Ukraine. Things that none of us can relate to. And this woman is laughing with a smile. And the reporter asked her, like, why are you so light? She's like, we just try to find humor in everything. And I was like, man, that's, like, that's it right like you try to think what would i do what would i do if and like the truth is no matter what's going on around you how are you going to stay in a perpetual negative cycle no matter what's happening you got to find the humor the light the love and and everything that you do i know it sounds cliche but shit works it really does um i thought that was just like i couldn't believe it but it made sense i think about i think about like Anything in my life that's happened that's been serious or or devastating in some way, you can always look back on and be like, remember that night, yo, I was bugging. Or remember when I said that, like in the middle of it. You find humor. And then think keeping that energy in general is good. Um, I wish overall most people had that tone. I hate when I call someone early in the morning and I'm like, or like last night, like me and you land at 3 o'clock, got to wake up, crack a dawn, get right back in it get on the phone with someone they're like Ugh, miserable out so cold I don't want to go anywhere I'll be like man shut up it's 50 degrees today sun's out you didn't do anything yesterday I'm on three hours of sleep get up smile and I'm on that energy
1: yep
0: 100% you know what I mean <laughs> I
1: know what you mean
0: <laughs> you know what I mean bro you know what I mean <laughs> it don't stop i'm off to uh mieyo in a few days
1: i might have to come later yeah
0: Yeah, as you should i'm excited to get down there i'm gonna get a lot of tennis in a lot of tennis um i'm gonna a lot of meals got the fam nice blend of miami life but chill vacation life and um i'll be grinding i'll be working do i are we recording next week not next week Next week, we don't have to record the pod, right?
1: Not next week, but at some point after that, we're going to have to get someone on the books.
0: We got some good guests coming up. We got my man Joe, De, uh, Joe DeSena. Desenta. Joe DeSana. Name? Joe DeSana. I'm excited to watch his show on CNBC. I love all that programming on CNBC. And then Ronnie Feig, we're going to do at the Kith offices which will be dope. Ronnie's whole business is just absolutely incredible and how he's built it. So we're gonna get real deep into that. Um, give me two brands, two two brands that you're feeling like, streetwear brands, fashion brand, high-end fashion brand, could be any anything, anything that, you're, that you Gianni Harrell can put on the map right now. Could be one of your homies that's creating something.
1: Bode from New York and Casablanca from Paris.
0: All right, tell me a little more about both
1: casablanca is like silk shirts and dope patterns that you need for miami it's like you just woke up and you just got off a boat it's like that's the whole leisure aesthetic and then bode is like dope cuts using fabrics you would never think of with designs that are all hand custom painted stitched yeah and, and it's fire
0: and it's b-o-d-e Yep. Are they out of New York?
1: Yep, and it's woman. It's a woman designing it. She was an LVMH finalist, and it's all menswear. But like, it would look good on your girl too. My wife. Well, I was talking to the audience.
0: Oh, I was like, I thought that was cool. I felt young when you said it like that. <laughs> like yo, t- t- you should get your girl that shit. Man. You still with her? Yeah, yeah, I'm still with her. <laughs> I'm still with my wife.
1: why what brands are you feeling right now
0: Mm. I mean I don't really go at this point with like brand as much as like I'm definitely investing more in the clothes I wear I know what I like and how I like to dress I'm not really rocking sweats anymore but I've found this like good style of like really comfortable dress pants it almost feel like because it's elastic i got sweats on so like mr porter makes a dope one um uh, some of the other brands i'll mention it'll sound too bu- bougie but i'm not gonna front i started buying bougie shit in the last two or three years but before that everyone that knew me knew i dressed like bill belichick so like don't hear me <laughs> now but, that i can buy some dope gear let me live you know let me live that's
1: definitely an upgrade
0: Jay Z once told me I dressed like a, a football coach. I felt like shit. But to <laughs> his credit, to to his credit, I was wearing like a cut off giant sweatshirt, like like cut off at the sleeves. Like I definitely was dressed like Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah, that's not it.
0: You ever think about this? You ever think I wish I knew then what I know now? Obviously, right? Everyone thinks that way.
1: Yes, but actually, no.
0: I don't know what you mean. You think it but you don't stress it because you know that that's not the way it is. Like it wasn't supposed to be that way. That's how I am, right? So I think to myself, if I hadn't dressed like Bill Belichick then, I wasn't I wouldn't have been me, you know, I wouldn't have uh, <clears throat> evolved the same way. You know what I mean, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what you mean in terms of dressing. Like you wish you dressed better in the past. Well, <laughs> I mean, is, no, that the, to, is that the whole thought?
0: <laughs> no. Yo, you want to hear something really deep? I wish I dressed better.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, damn, saying. that is profound, Rich. I know,
0: bro. I know. I know. Thank you, muchy. I really thought about it, too. No, what I mean is, is like when you get embarrassed about, oh, like, what the hell was I doing? Or how could I have done that or said that? Or I wish I had taken advantage of that, those kind of things. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I guess, but I, but I mean that's not again that's not very prolific either. I'm just saying that I think about that consciously, and then I'm like, oh fuck! But that was cool that I dressed like a coach back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's just part of the story. Like, I think it's awesome.
1: One thing about dressing is I gotta I gotta take more risks because I'm definitely very. uh I Have a a base that I just always go to, like you know, whether it be a certain brand or a certain look, you know. I've got a, I've got a lot of Matrix looking clothes. Now I think about, I got a lot of black, got a lot of raincoats, got a lot of boots. I need to take more risks, evolve stylistically. Well,
0: I mean, listen, I'm all for it. If you think you need to take more risks, and you need to take more risks, I think even within your like basics, like the black joint you had yesterday where was that whole pant and jacket
1: uh, pant? Um, Ooh.
0: um like that shit was simple but fly like it was black and it had the like pleats um you know it was it was dope so it's like i don't i don't see any of your stuff as as like boring but you're saying you want to you want a little you want to kick it up a notch or yeah it needs,
1: a, little, it needs a, a pop it needs a little pop
0: i'm with you why not let's do it that's that's like when I, I'm thinking that um, I'm going to add a third pair of shades to my um, eyeglass, um, what's it called, rotation. I've had two consistently, obviously, for like two years, and I go back and forth. But I'm thinking for the summer, I'm going to roll out a third, oh, yeah. not like some Elton John shit. but you,
1: know. you, can, you can go as crazy. I have six, so you can go as crazy as you want.
0: Yeah, six is a lot, but I. Th- you've always been. You always wear shades. though. was so like, this is new for me. But now at this point, I think people are so used to seeing me in shades, they they um they hardly recognize me when I don't have them on. Straight up, isn't that weird?
1: That's kind of weird. I mean,
0: it is kind of weird, right? Um, these boardroom sweatshirts. I love wearing these joints. The one I have with creator on the back. People have been feeling it, but go to boardroom.tv order the crews and the hoodies I, I to me i think it's fire right? everyone loves a good college merch so we made some boardroom university merch everybody gets in uh, right I, I fuck with it what do you think
1: go check them out yeah
0: check them out they're fire and then we got the new joints coming soon with the different titles on the back entrepreneur ceo and creator which one are you everybody which one are you you know whose birthday tomorrow Give you, I'll I literally give you a million dollars you tell me whose birthday tomorrow. I'm not kidding you. I will wire a million dollars from Kevin's account to you. I'm just kidding. Except from Kevin. You're
1: going
0: to look get, it up? Do I get a hint? Uh, he, he went to my high school and my elementary school. You'll never know him. That's my hint.
1: I have no idea. So Scott Schnee? Exactly.
0: No, no, he went to Horseman. Go- Yeah, Um, Robbie, Robert Charney. His real name is Robert. When he was young, I called him Robbie. He was my best friend until seventh, eighth grade. And he's still like one of my best friends all through high school. Um, But you remember certain people's birthdays. I can hardly remember damn near anyone outside of my immediate family. Robbie Charney's birthday I'll remember for the rest of my life. Do you have one of those? You must know someone's birthday. You just know it. Oh yeah,
1: birthdays, phone numbers. Anybody's that I was friends with, until nine years old,
0: I know your birthday. Yeah, same. I know Robbie's home phone number. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, by the way, I can, you know Pecos, my boy Pecos. I do
1: know what's up, Pecas? Shout out to Sean What
0: Pekos. up, Pecas? Shout out, Pecos. Um I can't get rid of this other number in my phone. That's his number. You know when that happens? When you have like two numbers. Multiple two, three numbers for somebody. One's and, in like, the, the mobile def- and
1: one's in the home.
0: Yeah, but the default is like an old number. So yeah. maybe w- once every two weeks, I call this woman on Pekos' old phone number. Oh, my God. It's like every time without fail, she'll pick up. I'll be like, oh, shit, my bad again. And she'll be like, Shh. <laughs> hang up. I've just done it over and over again. I can't. I can't. Like, even though I've deleted it, it still comes back. You know you know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely.
1: She probably gets that from a lot of people.
0: Yeah yeah probably Um, All right. anything else on your mind before we get out of here a little quick check in I think we good bro I think we're good I think we're good too listen man this is what it is out of the office sometimes people show up for the meeting sometimes it's just me and my man G tapping in getting a little gauge on the climate Uh, weather's supposed to get warm in New York spring in New York City vibes change moods change masks are off Let's try to have a really positive, exciting spring. I'm going to Miami for the next 10, 11, 12 days. When I come back, I'm going to have that crisp tan. My smile is going to be ear to ear. You <laughs> know I got to show off those veneers. Um, so, everybody stay positive, man. Stay positive, stay light. Go to boardroom.tv, buy a sweatshirt, download a pod, check out our collab with Weed Maps. Had an incredible panel yesterday in Austin. I think some clips from that will be up. Um, and check out my man, Easy Money and Eddie. Banksy Gonzalez next week on The Etc. Every week we give you a pod, and every day we give you content, newsletter. Check it out. Hypebeast meets Forbes. We own it.
1: TV, baby.
0: We just went crazy Dame Dash plug mode right there. Puff Daddy. We went Puff Daddy on him. All right, man. Only way to do it. Alright, brother. Have a good rest of your week. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, thank you for supporting, and we will be back two weeks from today. Peace.
1: I I Just listen to the songs.
0: and Trouble T-Roy It's like that's your When it don't stop Rock and see move for 92 And we out